0: This is The Joe Ingle Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
2: TJPK. it is time to welcome in Joe Ingles. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union. For a limited time only, get a free Utah Jazz signed Joe Ingles jersey when you open a new dream checking account with direct deposit at Cypress Credit Union. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Time to welcome in Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. Good morning. I'm not going to uh, bore you by reading you all the social media that we've got on our accounts uh, since that game ended but I think you can imagine kind of the tone and the demeanor and how far down the fan base is. And so I think everyone's curious. Well, uh, before we get to all the specifics, uh, how down are you?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a tough night and probably still heading into the morning now. So, um, yeah, I mean, we just, I mean, you can, like you said, there's a number of things, um, that we didn't do well. Um, uh, a few things that we, we did do well, I mean, I, I always kind of say it, but there, there is always good things you can take.
1: All right, what are those good things? Like,
0: oh, I mean, I think the way we came out at the start of the game, I think we were on the front foot. I think the, the, or not like the three nights ago or whatever in L.A., we, we kind of got pushed back a little bit, and we – not that we – Folded over, but it was like we were fighting uphill. I think we came out aggressive, and, and, and the way Boyar was shooting the ball, like we were we were getting getting good looks, and obviously knocking them down. And it kind of, I mean, in terms of offensively, especially dried up. The, the shots weren't falling, and, and we it was obviously every, every possession was making it tougher and tougher. And then um, a few turnovers, a few breakdowns, whatever it is. Um, couple of the possessions like letting man shoot is there like you you, you have to play percentages on some of it and he, he made a couple of plays um, but yeah well like I said we'll we'll go in this morning and film and, and obviously start to, to recover and get ready and um, I've mean, got no no other choice but to, to um, put it all out there on on Friday and, and get a win and, and hopefully come back for a game seven
2: so obviously multiple things went wrong, and I said earlier that, uh, I, I think the number one thing I saw was just their ability to put their head down and get past guys repeatedly, and it was, it was different clippers getting past different jazz guys, and that made it worse because you just, it wasn't like one thing you had to fix. The ball could go to multiple guys, and they seemed to be able to get in the pain or get all the way to the rim. Was that the first and foremost the biggest problem, or was it something else?
0: Yeah, well, I think, the, obviously, without Kawhi and, and whatever, they've made a pretty big emphasis. And this was even with Kawhi, in kind of games three and four, of uh, really pushing the ball, turnovers, or even some makes. Um, really, really, like, pushing the ball and or in transition, which um, they haven't been a huge um, kind of transition, I don't know, about throughout the year, but once we've got back in transition defense, we've done a pretty good job in the half court, um, but there's been so many opportunities that we, we haven't got back, um, and they've been able to get out of the lane. And then when you're on the back foot in transition, it's like you were saying, like they've might it might be a mismatch or it might be cross-match just because of how quick they got up before and now we're guarding. Not the wrong person, but Rudy, Rudy might have to pick up the ball on time and, and I'm sitting back on Zubak in the post or whatever it is, and it's, um, you end up being cross-matched and um, obviously they're playing small, so there is a lot of similarities with, with the players out there, um, especially height-wise, but... Um, we have a game plan and we have matchups and We we want to get to, to them as much as we can. So, um, yeah, I think their, their aggressiveness and, and focus to, to really run is, um, has been hurting us. They've been scoring in transition and, and like you said, just getting out. And, I mean, there was a few last night. It was like one dribble kick ahead and they were, they were shooting a layup or getting fouled on the rim, um, which obviously being one of the, the better, if not the best defensive team for, for a lot of this year. Um, it's not something that we're, we're not, I mean, not proud of, but it's something that they can't happen when we're out there.
1: How hard it is is it to bounce back from what we can consider a devastating loss? I mean, you guys are pros and you're expected to do it,
0: but is it difficult? <laughs> the easy answer is we don't have a choice. Um, we lose on Friday. We're, we're having our meetings on Saturday, so... Um if this, like, I think I said it to you guys last week, like, the, every every game should be important. So, like, we're going to get to play this for, what, 10 years maybe, 15 if you're lucky. Like, this is a very, very short time in a very long life we're going to live. And we're very lucky to, to do what we do. And if you can't be motivated or whatever it is, like I said, in, in game one or game 72 or, or especially in the playoffs, um like, it, I mean, you shouldn't be out here. Like, go and, go, go and find something that motivates you. Um, the Like, if... if and especially in this situation, like, yeah, obviously, it's frustrating and, and guys are pretty kind of, um, not necessarily, like, down, but frustrated and, and obviously, as you said, being a professional athlete, like, we can be down or frustrated or mad, but we do know the next day we've got to... We've got to bounce back and, get, and start to get ready for, for the next game. Like, if we go into to Game Six feeling like we were in the locker room after the game last like, night, oh, then we're almost shooting ourselves in the foot. Like we're, we're almost kind of starting the game a step behind already. Um, so it is. It is frustrating, and, and guys are, are frustrated, and mad, and whatever other words you want to use. But um, I mean, we don't have a choice. We we go out there and. And they hit us first, and we're fighting uphill all game again. It's it's uh, it's tough, and um, I think walking off the court in LA the last game, they're back to full capacity now, so they're going to be sold out. They're going to have their fans ready to go. They obviously don't want to come back to Utah, and um, we've got to do everything in our power to, to, to win that game or whatever it takes. And if if you can't get motivated for that or or get focused and get ready, um, you're probably in the wrong business because it's as kind of, like, up against the wall or, or whatever it, whatever is you want to say it is. Um, we, we've got to kind of embrace this moment, enjoy it, and, and, and like I said, come, come back with a win. We've we've, we've got no other choice.
2: Joe Ingalls joined us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Uh, with Mike Conley out and with Donovan clearly limited uh, to shooting perimeter shots and uh, rarely, occasionally, but rarely attacking the hoop, I wonder if... Uh, if guys like you and I thought maybe Royce was thinking this last night that you have got to break the paint as Quinn likes to say and get to the hoop do you focus on that a little more given what's going on with other guys on the roster or is that a dangerous way to think and you can't predetermine everything you got to read the d every time and let them dictate your decisions
0: yeah I mean you can't predetermine it I don't think that's I mean that's a I like the, the pure joy of playing basketball like it's a to read and react game and, and the best players and the best teams are the ones that obviously can do that at a, at a higher level and um, in saying that like yes like we, we still do have to have that as a, as a focus I think like you said obviously Mike is elite at breaking the pain and, and creating and, and doing all that and, and so is Donovan um, obviously Mike's out and Donovan's dealing with his, his ankle um, so for, for JC myself Royce um, kind of really all the guards that are out there um, playing the way we play, like if we've got a shot, taking the shot, but, but yeah, like you said, knowing, knowing that if we can get in there and uh, play off two feet and, and create, and um, they they do, regardless of the game it's been, they, they collapse so hard in the paint. Um, no, matter who, no matter who gets in there, um, they kind of collapse and then they they fan out and then try and contest the, the shots uh, or make you drive again. So um, I was probably trying to focus on it a little bit like you. You don't want to over like you don't want to give up a, a wide open three because you're thinking about breaking the paint and you don't want to over break the paint and then not think about your shot. It's a, kind of a two edged sword. But um, yeah, I mean it, it's a read and react game if we've we've got shot. I feel like we should take it. We we have been taking a lot of time. That's how he's played all year. and It's kind of what is, what, what got us as far as um, we had, had so far got. Um, but yeah, we've, we've got to read the situation. If they close out short or they miss a rotation or it's Zubart closing out because of a rotation, like re- reading that play and making a decision and um, being aggressive with that decision, being confident, being aggressive and um, whatever that outcome is, we make it, we miss it, we, we get in there and make the right play or have a turnover, we've, we've got to get to the next play and um, back to what I was saying before, get back in transition D because on a, a make or a miss, there. they're running it as, as fast as they can at the moment.
1: So Paul George may not care about you, Joe, but I certainly care about you and I also care about Paul George's ability out on the floor and he's playing very, very well. Uh, what can you guys do to maybe rein him in a little bit more?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not too disappointed. He doesn't care. I won't. I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. I've got um, a few people at home that care about me, and that's uh, the important part. But um, yeah, I mean, he's, he, he's playing at a high level. I think he's obviously taken the the load off, especially last night and the, the end of game four. Um, yeah, we just got to. I mean, it, obviously the way they're playing with the the spacing and all that they're they're trying to put Rudy in certain positions to not be able to help on the rim Um, they're not even really like playing for mismatches he's kind of just attacking whoever's on him and um, top to bottom we've we've got to do a better job whether that be Royce or I who's probably on him the most um, the the two of us Um, just making it tougher uh, making it harder uh, obviously I think I think I can't remember off the top of my head, but like a majority of their starters, I think maybe Terrence Mann was the only one that didn't play like high thirties, early forties um, minutes wise. So you've got to make it work. Whether we can put him into more actions on the other end, um, again make it make it tougher on him in the half court. Um, again, I'm sure we'll we'll throw some different looks. We'll, we'll like I said, we'll go in this morning and and obviously have a, a shoot around or a meeting tomorrow morning as well and, and look at some stuff. But um, obviously he's kind of the, the, the key, um, him and probably Reggie Jackson offensively. Um, I've been playing well, I mean, Reggie Jackson's played well kind of all series offensively. Um, so obviously this Paul George is the guy who's kind of the head of the snake and then those other guys kind of feed off him. So um, yeah, it's no secret we've got to do a better job and um, I'm sure boys will take that challenge. I'll take that challenge. Whether it's a mismatch on him or um, we change some things up, we've at the end of the day we've, we've got to do a better job.
2: So <clears throat> this will shock you, but we've got a lot of people hitting us up on social media about the refereeing. And you are a guy who talks to the refs a lot. Sometimes you're you're hollering at them, uh, but sometimes you really are talking to them. And I'm wondering. How much stuff is negotiable and what you can say? Because clearly, uh, Paul George gets away with wiping away guys with his left arm as he drives. He's pushing off. But stars get calls, and we all know this, and Rudy, sometimes he gets called, but a lot of time he gets away as he's trying to block a shot with a hand in a guy's back, which makes it hard for the guy to jump and explode. It makes it a little easier to block his shot. So how much do you have to concede that stars get that, and how much do you try to work refs during the game to get a couple of those calls at least?
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's like a game within the game almost. Um, you try and I mean obviously they've <laughs> they've got a, a pretty tough job as a lot of us are aware. Um, as much as we hate them at times, they've. Uh, I mean it's a it's a tough. They, they're going to miss stuff. They're going to maybe overcall some stuff. they obviously they've got the, the video which they can go back and look on, um, which I think they've done a fair bit in this series. Um, but we yeah I mean. Some of it is purely out of our control. Like some of it, you've got to read the way they're calling the game, whether it be like you're allowed to play more physical or not. Uh, obviously, the playoffs is always a, a bit more physical. You can get away with some stuff. Um, like you said, a part of it is they're, they're going to, there is, I don't know, I, don't, I doubt they sit in a room and, and talk about who gets more leeway and who doesn't, but um, there's certain things that they go unnoticed with, But people that I would get away with or whatever. So, um, like I said, it's it's almost like some of it's like a a battle that's out of your control almost. Um, And I know I like it's probably silly hearing me say that because I do get on them a bit and I try to ride them a little bit. Um, Some of it's really good conversation. Like some of it is really like if you approach them the right way. 99% 99% of the time, they'll obviously be respectful and, and answer your question or try and answer your question or um, try and help the situation you're talking about. Obviously, if you go out there yelling and screaming, they're probably going to walk off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's... it's um, I feel like I've probably talked to them a bit less in the playoffs than I would, would, would normally. Um, but, yeah, you're just trying to, trying to get a read on it. Obviously, you, you try to work it in... in favour a little bit for, for whoever it is, regardless of, of who um, you try to help out. But, um, yeah, part of it, obviously, like I said, is just, is just out of our control. So we've got to um, – they're going to call what they call. Uh, we got to deal with it, get to the next play. Um, obviously, sometimes there's a bit more talk or, or whatever back and forth. But at the end of the day, we've got to get the next play and, and – um, whatever, run our offense properly um, or or get back in defense or whatever it is. So I'm sure sure they're sitting there thinking there's calls that got missed on them or or they got screwed on or whatever it is. So um, both teams are in the same position, really. And and like I said at the end of the day, they've got a a hell of a job to do with 10 athletes yelling at them and two coaches yelling at them the whole time for a couple of hours.
1: Yeah, plus 18,000 fans, (laughs) excuse me, or whatever it might be. Uh, that's for sure. It seems like the Clipper role players are playing with a lot of swag and confidence, and I think that it's contributing to them playing maybe a little bit better than they actually are, and good for them. you know. Credit them for doing it. Is there anything that you can do to maybe bring those role guys down a peg and not be so cocky, which translates into confidence, which is important when you're playing any type of sport?
0: Yeah. Um, like I said before, it's almost – like, you, you pick your battles, obviously, every game. There's, there's a game plan, and, and certain people, you're going to let shoot a bit more, or not let shoot, but you want them to shoot um, sometimes, or you're going to help off a certain guy, or obviously we're going to trap certain guys, or blitz them, or whatever the game plan is, um, depending on the game or and, and the player. Um, like, the one that pops out, when you say that is like the Terrence man three that he made, he was, I think he was one for five or one for six. Like right. that's the shot that obviously we were willing to give up. And if he makes one, like you don't run away from the game plan because of one shot. Um, it's the like losing Canard and him banging a three or Batum um, over closing out and him making a play for someone else. Um, like knowing the tendencies of players, um, like we know Terrence, man, he he probably a like he doesn't really want to shoot probably six threes. He, he will shoot them if they're open. Um, but he wants to make you kind of cr- like close out reasonably hard so he can get on the rim or, or make a play for someone else. Um, so you've got to obviously got to be locked in with, with the personnel of the team and, and know whether we're closing out sure we're we're closing out sure with Batoom letting him shoot it, but over a contested hand, not just obviously letting him shoot a, a wide open shot. So um, I think like you, I mean, it's, it's probably obvious that they are playing confidently as a, as a group uh, probably too, not just individuals, but um, just being really locked in with, with the game plan itself. And then, then obviously with the personnel, whether we are, Whatever it may be, Blitz, Paul George, and we're running back, and, and Rudy has to close out to Terrence Mann late in the clock. Like just being solid with that closeout, whether it's Morris posting me, and we're going to double team one time, knowing what we're doing, and then who's rotating out of it. And um, when you're locked in, and when you're executing a your game plan, and um, I mean, you guys have seen it when we're when we're doing that at a higher level. It's like we, we make it tough on teams. We make those shots um, tougher shots because they are against uh, over a contest or they are a shot that we almost want them to take, um, that they're not comfortable taking. Like the amount of numbers and stats you get in the NBA these days, like you can tell where someone's not comfortable. Um, and it's pretty obvious. So um, that goes into it. And then, then obviously at the end of the day, it's about executing. Um, if you're the worst three-point shooter in the league and you get five wide-open looks, like, you might... There's a good chance, you gonna like, everyone's in the NBA for a reason. Like, you might not be the best shooter, but you can probably hit the rim and maybe one rolls in one time. Um, so, yeah, just just about being, like, really locked into, to, like I said, the game plan and the personnel and, and, and executing it.
2: Well, Joe, we appreciate you coming on. You've got a great track record. We never doubted you would after a, uh, after a fairly bitter loss. We appreciate it, and I know the Jazz fans listening appreciate it, and uh, we'll all be watching Friday night.
0: Appreciate it. We'll uh, hopefully be back for a Game
2: 7. Yeah. Look forward to it. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, guys. All right, there's Joe Ingles
1: after Game 5, looking ahead to Game 6. I'm such a softy man. I don't want this season to end. I'll be sad. I never thought I'd say that 20 years ago. I'm a disgrace to the profession. You switch professions. You'd only be a disgrace to the newspaper
2: profession. In radio, everyone goes, yeah, it sucks when it's over.
1: Yeah. But, you know, some of you hear Joe talk, and you just want to continue. You don't want it to end. And uh,
2: they have an opportunity. Especially this year because the door seems so wide open. And I think that's why all three of these Game 5 losses for all three teams, it just seems massive. Now obviously they it, it, is massive. it they can't all win it. We, we know that. And but it's not overcomable. It's not not overcomable. Right. There there's still hope. You're not eliminated by the third loss. And the odds say and they were flashing up on the screen whatever the NBA history is 82 or 84% or whatever it was. So four times out of five, the team that wins <clears> Game Five and goes up three-two wins the series. Not so last series. be the exception, right? The Clippers were the exception. The Clippers in the last are the Clippers. Series. Come on, I mean, they're the Clippers. They're not the Clippers anymore. No, they're the
1: Clippers. Okay. <coughs> something stuck in my throat or something. I, but they're they're not the clip. They're the Clippers. Okay. They are the Clippers. <laughs> but then again, the Suns are the Suns and the Jazz are the Jazz. So none of these teams have ever won it. True story. And they've all had their moments of being right there. Maybe the Clippers have not but the Suns have it. You know, they had it with Barkley, and they had it with Nash. And even before then, when I was living there, they always had good teams. They were in the finals in the
2: 70s with the Celtics. There's a famous triple overtime <clears throat> game or double overtime game, whatever yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, but then they slip up. Some I can remember they were playing in Kansas City, which doesn't even exist anymore. They moved to is Sacramento. They, is that where they went? Yeah. yeah. And Sam Lacey was the coach, or the player. And I think Cotton Fitzsimmons was the other coach. And they their sons are supposed to win, and they lost. And I remember one, one time there was a, a Mother's Day game. Same thing. They were up Seattle in, in Phoenix, and it was 2-2. And the sons were supposed to win. And Paul Westwell's mother sang the national anthem. He presented her with roses. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was where my friend decided that he needed to keep his foot over a chair. Oh, boy. (laughs) That was was the key. And, uh, you know, and then they lost and it was so disheartening. Uh, And that last night was disheartening, but you got to get past it, man. Can can these roll guys of the Clippers do what they've done? If they do, good on them, they win. And if Mike is going to come back, it's now.
2: Well, I don't know that the Clippers have to win the same way. I mean, yeah, if they're going to win another high-scoring game, the guys have to score. But when the games have gone to L.A., the Jazz haven't scored. So maybe in this game... You know the Clippers. You got to find different ways to win. It's hard sure, to win true. the same way all the time. So the Clippers may be thinking, if, if Ty Lue might be sitting in media right now, like I don't know if our guys are gonna shoot it like that. We better we better preach defense. The Jazz haven't shot as well on the road. You know Bogey so won't due. make six in the first quarter on us here. Uh. So we got to be ready. We got to we got to be ready to win one hundred five ninety nine tonight.
1: Okay, that better not be the score. <laughs>
2: All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 in the zone. Everything you missed in this show, coming up next. Stay with us.